and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Hey, Money Magicians, so welcome to the next section of the Money Magic series. This is episode nine, I believe. Yes, episode nine. And my guest with me is Mpumi. Welcome, Mpumi. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a bit daunting, but let's see how it goes. I guess, hey, uh, it's yeah. not that daunting. It's going to be so much fun. So okay. <laughs> tell us, Mpumi, who are you? What do you do? What do you like? <laughs> okay, that's always a difficult question to answer. Uh, Mpume, I'm a corporate executive. I am also a coach. I am I'm a change coach. Um, hmm. mainly focusing on that helping. Yeah, so I mainly help people um, focus on living fulfilled lives, mainly when it comes to their careers, and wow. mainly about embracing change. So I've got a long story about how I've changed careers, and I'm just one person who embraces change. When there's a change that I have to go through, I see that as an opportunity. It's the one thing that doesn't paralyze me at all. So I really find a way. Don't ask me how, but I've just found that in my life, it's just kind of happened. And and now it makes sense. I think it's it's my purpose in life to Mm -hmm. help people just get a way to embracing change and knowing that what what could go wrong you know it's not like you're going to die but you can make the decision that you can do things differently or you can explore things in a different way and that for me that's what excites me and keeps me going 
and I'm a mother oh, wow. to three kids and I'm a wife. But yeah. Hmm, this is interesting. So before we even jump into uh, the questions, I'm really just fascinated. So many of us are scared of change, right? Yeah. So for someone who's like on the brink and knows that they need to make a change, what is the first thing that you would recommend that they do? Um, I think it's, it's knowing what's possible and embracing ah. the possibility. So what, what is the opportunity cost of you not making the change? Hmm. And being so, clear about, about what that is. And, and if yeah. you're clear about that, then you need to make the decision of, I will not make the change and I need to be yeah. okay with that. Or else yeah. if I don't make the change, this is what I'm going to be losing out on. And if you can sure. be able to... Be very distinct on those two things. Then you're able to make the decisions that you need to make. Hmm, that is amazing. I'm, yeah. um, I'm definitely fascinated because I know that change is such a difficult thing for so many people. And yet it's ironic. We grow by allowing ourselves to change. The only way to, I mean, grow. evolution, when I think about it now, evolution is literally allowing yourself to change is yeah. like in every sense of the way. So, yeah, I love that. Thank so, Bumer, what does money mean to you? How would you describe money to an alien? <laughs> um, money for me is a combination of things. So I think there's a success factor to it. So I link yeah. it to success um, for mm. myself. I yeah. also link it to freedom. So there's an element mm. of being free to be able to do anything that I want. Yes. So, and I always put it back to, and I think this, this is based on the work that I also do. The fact yeah. that you find people being stuck in mm. jobs or careers that they hate just because they are getting a paycheck. Yeah, and for yeah, me, there's that yeah. element of you're not being free, you're not living a fulfilled life, and you're not experiencing what you could be experiencing because the money element is what is getting you stuck. Mm, yeah, that I mean, that's definitely a big thing, right? Is that um, what I often see with people is they say, I will do this when I have more money. Money. And often the mindset is that do this and then you'll unlock the money. You know, like yeah. I'll start the business when I have more money. I'll do the side hustle when I feel more financially stable before I can invest money in the resources for the side hustle. But ironically, yeah. it's like you first need to do the side hustle so that the money can come or start I'm the business so that, <laughs> so that money can come in. So, yeah. yeah, the money and, element trips so many of us up. Yeah. And, and the other thing, though, is there are businesses that you can start without necessarily having to have a whole yes. lot of capital, you know? Yes. But you find that most people would get stuck on, I need funding, I need money. And some of it yeah. is really your IP and hmm. just finding ways and means to making it work. But we get stuck yes. in that belief of I need to have 
the money up front for me to make more money. And yes. it becomes a very tricky situation, yeah. It does become very tricky. And I think it's not so much money that is the problem there. Then it's like perfectionism. Because often we feel like I want it to look like someone else's business that is at chapter 20 and I am at chapter one. But you don't know what that person's chapter one looked like in business. Right. So that's like a huge thing. So it's like we think that the only way we can show up is when we've got all the resources, which is a form of perfectionism. Right. We don't want to be seen as still in the trying to put it together stage, trying to learn stage. The thing is that everyone is constantly learning. You know, you're constantly evolving. Yeah. So. When did you start suspecting that your money story wasn't just about money, that there was probably something more behind it? Wow. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can't tell you when. um, Yeah. But I think it's when you, it's when you see patterns. um, It's when you see patterns and you think to yourself, oh my God, I keep paying the same debt over and over again. Like, what is that about? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, that's rough. I know that. And you're one. like, I've paid, I've paid this credit card like three times. Like, why? Why do I keep going back to yeah. that? So I think for me, there was that element of, like, what is this? In fact, in fact, there's an element of, I'm actually just tired of that cycle, you know? Yeah. And it's not a matter of money is, a, is, is not coming through or what it is, but it's like, mm-hmm. there's just this cycle that gives me a sense of discomfort and a sense of, yeah. I could do better. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> I'm, a, yeah. I'm a finance degree student, but why are we doing this, you know? Um, and you know, that me. <laughs> I wonder if there's more of us in the finance degree thing that are in this zone that can relate. I, no, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot. <laughs> you know? So, so I think after some time, that's when... I kind of took a step back and I was like, mm. no, something is not right here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. When you've done affirmations and all these things and you're thinking, no, but something is not, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know that story. What you said about the exhaustion. Oh my gosh. That's, it's funny. We don't talk about exhaustion in, um, a lot, actually, apart from in the income challenge, right? But we don't talk just about the fatigue of paying off debt. But I think yeah. that there's definitely a debt fatigue that goes on. It's like, I remember feeling tired, just being like, there must be more to life than this. And it has to happen. I need to figure it out pretty soon because yeah. I am so tired. And I felt like that. And I remember thinking, I haven't even turned 30 at the time. I, I was still in my 20s. I was like, I haven't even turned 30 yet. I just cannot. You know, like yeah. this, there has to be more to this. So yeah. when you heard about the Money Magic course, what did you imagine it was? And what did you think you'd be doing in the course? 
Um, so just to take a step back, so I missed your mm. bank challenge in 2018. Mm. So I saw a lot of people that I'm friends with carrying on about this bank challenge. And I'm like, why am I not in this bank challenge? <laughs> there was this FOMO about not being in this bank challenge. I'm like, what is this about? And and I thought I will I thought I will send you a side note, but I'm thinking, yo, I don't know Vangile from a bar of soap. She's going to be asking me like what's going on. And 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 I think it wasn't the right time though. I'm very clear about yeah. I think I wasn't ready for it or whatever the case is. So I let it yeah. be. Yeah. But then the then last year I was very open to if Vangile mm. says there's a bank challenge, I'm on it. I need to see what this is about, you know? Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> literally, that's... I did you wrong, man. Sometimes our friends do us wrong. Let's be honest. It's like the juicy things they keep to themselves. Like, and I know because I sometimes... Me? I sometimes been accused of being that friend, you know? That's like, man, no, you do us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so when I did the bank challenge, um, there was an element, you, you know, when you, you have to look at your bank account and you're thinking, yeah, get those, those, um, because you teach a lot around listening to your body and the pain that comes with that. So as I was doing this, I was getting a lot of pain in my legs. Like cramps and legs and and it was just like and it was a very emotional exercise, you know. Yeah. There were just things that were coming yeah. up for me, and I was like, I'm not sure what this is about. But what I was, yeah. what I was very clear, what became very clear for me was, I need to deal with this, whatever yes. it is, I need to deal with it, so that yeah. I can find a way to heal it in some shape, way, or form, because I didn't even know what that healing would look like, you know? Yes. And, and I remember um, sending you a messenger thing. I was going to work in the morning, but I was clear yeah. that I need to get onto whatever the student group is because yeah. I need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think the... I knew there was going to be a lot of journaling Mm. and there was going to be a lot of introspection and there was a sense of the meditating part of it, but that's as much as I knew. It was literally like, I've tried affirmations. I've tried doing this on my own. Um, I've read the secret and all these other things, but something is still not Settling Just for me. Clicking yeah. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. There's something missing. So mm-hmm. let me explore this part and then see where it takes me. <laughs> yeah. And now that you have been in the course, what do you think about it? Where has it taken you? <laughs> wow. Do you regret signing up? Let's start with that. I love asking people that question. <laughs> no, I don't regret signing up. In fact, I, I think 
and I've always said this about me and money. There's a lot of yeah. things that I would love to have known long mm. when I started working. Because I think, I yes. think my money story would have been totally different, you know? Oh, um, yes. but, life, but life is about lessons. So I think yeah. this was the route I needed to take. And, yeah. and it hasn't been horrible. It hasn't been... I think I always knew that there was more but it just felt like yes. I wasn't, it wasn't getting there fully, you know? Yes. Um, and, but it wasn't a matter of I was struggling or it was horrible. So even when there were dips, there were dips yes. that were, I'm surviving, I'm good. In fact, yeah. in the bigger scheme of things, things are okay. But there's still yeah. always that part of it could be better, you know? Yeah. And sorry to interrupt this, just to say, I think that the dips, that it's like, oh, it's not too bad. So for some people, I think that's what stops them from going after the better, you know, because some of us, I think my thing was that it is, it can't get worse than not being able to get out of bed because you're depressed (laughs) and that you're having panic attacks, handling money. So my thing was, this is it. This is rock bottom. Like, Going beyond this, I, I can't imagine. But I think for most people, it's like, it's not bad. So even though it could be better, it's not bad. I'll just continue in that cycle and that pattern, not realizing that you're getting tired by the pattern. The pattern is tiring you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, that was the thing, that it's just the pattern and the, up, the ups yeah. and downs. We, yeah. I was just feeling like, my life could be at a different place, you know, mm. and these ups and downs are just, are really tiring for me because then the, then the downs, what they do is they bring anxiety um, yes. that comes with um, maybe not having enough money or yes. maybe I need to work hard more to get the money. And, mm. and that for me is the most draining element yeah. I just need money to be there in my life all the time. Yes. Like it yes. needs to come in, go out, but it must just like flow, you know? Yep. But it mustn't yep. Yep. be, it's in now. And then it's, you know, I'm just like, no, <laughs> my life shouldn't be like this. <laughs> yeah. No. no, I so feel you on that, you know, because yeah. there's nothing so stressful as that but i think it's funny that you mentioned that because we actually haven't talked about it in the series but there is that element that we almost get used to the anxiety you know i know when i started doing this work we have lesson seven where we talk where we do the meditation on releasing the need to be anxious about money because i realized when i started becoming okay with money and then i was debt free and then i was making money and then i didn't have any debts or anything then came my crazy stage that you guys have seen of me needing to give away the money so that i can create the anxiety because I'd gotten so used to not having that my nervous system had basically, uh, I had my subconscious mind and me even thought that it was normal for my nervous system to be in a constant state of being on edge and anxious around money. So when money was there and I was okay, I didn't know how to not 
be anxious, right? So I had to create the anxiety in other ways. And I think because I'd done the work on recreating debt, I couldn't recreate the debt. I had to then be Father Christmas or Mother Christmas, you know? <laughs> but I think what most of us do without knowing it is that's when we recreate the credit card debt, right? Yeah. We go yeah. and we're like, I just paid off my car. And then without even understanding why you do it, you go and you get an upgrade on the car so that you can have another car loan. And it's yeah. just because this has become such a part of your normal that you don't even know how to be okay with being okay. I think that yeah. is so huge. What you've spoken yeah. about, the anxiety is that we need it. It's almost like parts of us needs it. And that part of us needs healing. That's what yeah. that part of us needs, obviously, and to feel safe without being on edge. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's, it's that for me. And, and I think the other element is not realizing the beliefs that you have about money. Mm. And even you call them vows. Like even the yes. things that you say that you don't realize that you've actually created. Like we yes. all get taught, even in church, you get taught that your, your tongue creates things. You know what I mean? Yes. But, but you don't yes. even realize that you would say something. And then you do this meditation and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I made this vow. Like, yes. so one of the things that came up for me was, so when I started working, there was a lot of, there was a lot of graduate um, programs that your, your banks would give, achieve a plan and all those things yes. back in the day. And, yes. and I remember, I vividly remember Vami saying to myself, I'm not scared of debt as long as I pay it. As long as I can pay it on a monthly basis, I'm fine. Mm. I, I remember what you just said about debt. I remember make, having the same thing in, in business school as I was doing the MBA saying, I'm not scared of hard work. I, have, I really want to work 24-7, 16 hour days. I said that, me. And like, I mean, that is so out of, like literally as I've shared with, um, polite and the other thing what my mom shared about just my character and who I've always been it was so out of whack but I said that and I believed it at the time until obviously then you live that life and realize something's wrong but I remember making that vow in business school loudly to the class in fact <laughs> and, and, and that for me I think this is what has actually helped me to realize um, some of the things that I've said and I've actually just created, literally. Mm. Because then I look back and I think, you've, you, there were parts where you just needed money and maybe it wasn't mm. for big things. You needed yeah. the money. And you yeah. get that email that says, oh, we've pre-approved you for... 20,000 yeah. rand or whatever the number is. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I needed this. And then you're, yeah. in, then you're taking it up. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, who in their right mind makes 
promises to dads. Like seriously, who does that? <laughs> so many people, believe it or not, you know, it's like, so I remember when I started off as, um, as a speaker and I was at, a, I was speaking at an event and someone said, well, um, there's nothing wrong with debt because who alive is living and doesn't have debt? And at the time I was like me, you know, <laughs> like the, the, the woman that asked this literally asked it sincerely to say, but who alive, to be alive is to be in debt is what she basically mm. said. You know, yeah. so I was just like, yo, my God, it's, this is so deep, you know, like we have these, um, I don't know how to put it, but like we have all these beliefs and a lot of times we don't even think about it because, I mean, obviously if you grow up and everyone around you has a Foshini card, a debt card, and at month end, everyone in your life, in your vicinity, even your friends are talking about paying off their store cards, their cars, everything, and we joke about that. We normalize it. We think that is normal, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that it's quite normal that we make these vows, but so many of us do that and we don't even realize that it's unconscious. Mm. Yeah. And I think for me, that has been the big thing of, of being very clear of the words that I use um, mm. and being clear that I want to use words and create the, the life that I want. Yes. I don't want to, now I'm very conscious of the things that I say. Um, mm. and, and I think the other element is the thoughts, you know, mm. the thoughts of um, maybe there's not enough money. Um, yeah. And some of that, then you look back in how you were brought up and maybe when yeah. there wasn't money in the family, what was that yeah. about? And the fact that maybe you yeah. might have picked up those things and, and then you have this belief that there is not enough money out there. Yeah. And, and what that then does is even maybe when you get into business, you, you start projecting your own insecurities about thinking yeah. that there's not enough money and you think mm. your clients do not have enough money. So I went yeah. through a, a stage I love of, that, that you just said that. It, I went through a stage of, okay. exactly, of not wanting to charge for my services mm. because I'll be like, no, but people don't have enough money to pay me. <laughs> just like, <laughs> and, 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 and it was okay. It was like, no, I'm doing this for the love of it. People don't yeah. have money to pay me, you know. Or oh, they'll be angry my... that I am charging. Exactly. <laughs> and being uncomfortable with the fact that you're still doing this, you're still impacting somebody's life, yeah. but you also have bills to pay, and this is your time. Yes. Yes. This is the time that you're putting in into this, you know. Mm. So whether it's your passion or your purpose. At some mm. point, if you want to live this life, you've got a life, you want to have fun stuff, yeah. you also want freedom to do what you can do. Yeah. And that comes with money. So yeah. stop projecting your own insecurities about money to other people. So I've had to deal with that <laughs> as well. Like, oh, wow. 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 
I know that's a big thing, right? And I know when I started with the work, it was also that big thing that, oh, people don't have money. People can't afford to pay me, right? And you guys know my entire story about how I had to go from how I hiked up my prices over time. And I went, and now as my, pri- as my prices are higher than they were, say, last year, because every um, quarter, every six months, I evaluate my pricing and I sit and feel as to how does that feel in my body? Does that feel right now? Do I, am I giving? Is this like the value that people are getting after I've invested more in myself because I'm constantly investing in myself? constantly getting coaches, constantly getting courses, constantly doing my own work as well. Is this, can I shift people to the next stratosphere faster? And is that, uh, am I comfortable charging this rate given all the things that I now know, right? And when I started off, it was so difficult charging what, um, charging even a little bit. Like the Money Magic course was, started off, believe it or not, three years ago was at a thousand rand and that was like i remember that like oh my god it's a thousand rand would people pay for this course and now it's like twenty four thousand four hundred and forty four. and next year it's going to be more than that you know and it was funny like i share this a lot that when it was at that price of a thousand rand i had less students signing up for the course than where it is now where i have more students signing up for the course but i'm not going to do a whole reason and explain to people as to why that is the case because there is an actual reason behind it energetic and vibrational which you guys understand in the course we do a lot of work on that but I find that interesting. And so where are you now in terms of charging your clients? I'm charging very comfortably. <laughs> with, Spoken like without, a true money with, magic student. <laughs> without, without feeling like, oh my God, did I just give that prize? <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, so, people so paying literally, easily? And people are paying easily. So I'm 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 comfortable with the with the numbers, um, and and there's no I'm not questioning it, you know. Mm. And I think what I learned was because I was doing it for free, and yes. people people do not appreciate anything they don't pay for. Yeah, don't don't remind me. <laughs> Like a lesson I had to learn just last week, just last week, relearn, relearn for the millionth time. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So even if at least somebody has to pay 50 rand, the fact that they've popped out something makes a difference because then, then the thought of I paid there's value that came with that. So, so what I was finding was, I was getting people that were not ready to really work on themselves. They were kind of trying to figure it out. And Mm. and I remember having a conversation with myself to say, I actually want people that are ready to work on themselves and that are going to be prepared to invest in themselves with helping out the money. And that for me was like, now, so whoever picks up the phone and saying, Pume, I want to engage with you. I'm like, okay, yeah. you need to be ready or else I don't need to engage. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not worth the time I, I think that's so powerful. 
Because also, I will say this, is that um, your work is expanding energy. All work, right, is expanding energy. Whether you're tending someone's garden, whether you're looking after someone's child, whether you're coaching a person, that is energy that is being expanded. So when that energy is not being replenished, and money is a form of energy, right? When that energy is not being replenished, all that's happening is energy went out, but no energy went uh, came back in, right? And remember that even when you're tired, if I say, oh, I've got a backache because I've done so much gardening work on, for someone, let's say I'm a gardener, and I get paid, I can now use that money, that is energy to go refill myself or heal my body and pay a massage therapist or pay an acupuncturist or pay a Reiki practitioner, any of those, any, any somatic healer, right, to help me just get back into my body and to feel better. Do you see how that's already like energy, guys? That's like energy being replenished. But so many of us have been taught that it's okay to just leak energy, let energy just go and not replenish it. And then we wonder why we get so resentful, right? Especially when we also undercharge for jobs where we know that we are being drastically, where we're drastically undercharging. We feel extremely upset, you know, because, and we feel all this deep resentment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. it also feeds into, for me, it also feeds into the you need to work hard story mm. that we spoke about earlier. And, and for me, the working hard is so draining. Yes. Like, why does it have to be hard? Yes. I can still why work, does it have but to it be doesn't, hard? no, it doesn't have to be hard. I can still yeah. work, but it does not have to be hard. I need to enjoy it. I need yeah. to have fun. There needs to be yeah. ease. And yeah. I'm on that vibe. I'm like, ah, ah, guys, no, no, no. And, and like, I, like, even if it's longer hours, but there needs to yeah. be a sense of fulfillment and I'm enjoying yeah. it and, 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 yes. and you yes. know, the thing of the, the parts of your job that you hate, Give them mm. to somebody else to do, because it really Amen. drains you. It really, it really does. You. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, and and I attended a course, and I've mentioned this to you before, where this person said, "Hard work equals hard work. Hard work yes. has got nothing to do with money. Hard work yes. does not equal money." There are it people just equals that hard work. It's a simple fact. <laughs> It really is that simple, you know? But the thing is that we have so internalized the hustle culture. Hashtag 5 a.m. club. Hashtag team no sleep. Hashtag hustle. You know, I'm just like, no, guys. Hashtag team no sleep. No, like I go through those moments where there are times when I have to do something and I've procrastinated and then like I... Um, I'm very like, okay, I didn't get a lot. I can believe when I say I, I make up for it. But like, we can't be making this as like normal that this is okay, you know? So I love what you've just said, you know? So what are some of the lessons that you utilized in the Money Magic course to help you with 
charging and then um, paying off the debts, like breaking out of the pattern of debt. Um, so I if you can give think, me three lessons yeah. on meditations. Yeah. So, so I think it hasn't been more of just focusing on, on the debt element. I think for me, it's, yes. been, oh, yeah. it's been about how do I just sit comfortable with the money ah, conversation? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And, yes. and, and that for me, I, I, I love the letters to money. I think, I think <laughs> that for me is, and, and I think this is the thing. So I've always said, I've always had a, a love-hate relationship with money because it comes mm. in and when it goes out, I'm all upset and I'm all, yeah. but when it's here, you think, I'm all good. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we've all been taught never to let money go. So we get upset because it's like the lover that goes and we think he'll never come back. He's gone, he's gone for good. But like, what if it's like the lover that goes to work and comes back in the evening? You know? With more money. <laughs> With more money, you know? I think this is so important to have this conversation about, uh, to have this conversation, right? Because so many of us get upset and angry when we have to let money go. Because yeah. we, we, what we have seen and internalized is that reaction around, oh, don't ever let money go. So what we've been taught to do is hold on to money for dear life. But I'm like, uh, is it possible that when money goes or even when you just have more money, that money can come, keep yeah. coming in regardless? Is yeah. that a possibility? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. So I think, I think for me, um, the letters to money have been great. So even when I'm not doing the meditation, but I'll yes. make sure that I will actually just journal the letters to money, even if it's a paragraph. Um, yes. and, and I love what you said there. Yeah. And just I've been telling some friends of mine, even if it's a paragraph, just, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. now what I'm finding is that, so I'm journaling as if I'm talking to this person who's my yes. and I'm telling yes. them what my day was like, what happened, and that oh. type of stuff. And I'm liking I love it. And because I love that it. then takes away the 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 anxiety, the wariness, and and I don't have to focus on everything that's happening. It's just like yes. life is good. You're not in today, but tomorrow something else will come in and I'm good. <laughs> You know? Oh, I love and, that so much. And I think that's where I've had a sense of calmness. So I mm. really dealt with I don't ah. have to worry. Um, ah. even if I don't know where the thing is going to come from tomorrow, Vangit. Like I'm yeah. not sure how it's going yeah. to and, and I think that's the main thing for me that has been a switch. Yes. Now I don't worry about the how. I just yes. go, I want this, but the how, I've got no clue. And it's not my yes. problem to figure out. Yes. It must just yes. sort itself out, whichever way it needs to sort itself out. Money just and has think, to know, they, and know his, his or her story when they show up, you know? Yeah, just know yeah. that it's happening. And I've said my piece, you will show up. <laughs> Exactly. I love that. <laughs> and, and, and I think for me now, it talks to that faith and belief of just yes. saying, you are always going to show up in my life 
whether you show up yeah. as 50 rand or whether you show yeah. up as a thousand rand i'm okay uh, with either the way and i'm comfortable with that yes. so there's, yes. there's that sense of comfort and and i think yeah. that has been a big shift because i would go into a state of oh my bank account is looking really bad and then i'll start thinking yes. and then yeah what difference would it make sometimes nothing and yeah. why is it with the panic you know it was and that's panic. the thing ne when you are in a state of panic it's like you are just panicking that's the thing that's all it is you're in a state yeah. of panic it is not it's not changing the financial situation so when we're in a state of panic about anything it's not really being proactive but we feel like a part of us feels like that is doing something and that's mm. not really doing something so apart from the letters to money what other two um, lessons or meditations so have shifted letters to money and the one um not enough money Ah, uh, lesson seven meditations. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. all the lesson seven meditations. I'm shocked that you're the first one to mention those. Those are just so oh. powerful because it's like go into your body and really work with some of the things that you've learned from this life or from a past life, and just like trying to untangle these things. So powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um. and the one around visibility mm-hmm. um so yeah. so I've, it's been weird for me because i'm one person who can stand up in front of people and talk yeah um yes but for me to be doing this interview with you has taken a lot and i've had yeah. to really psych myself because anything that had me and a screen and a video in my face would be like oh my god what am i doing <laughs> i know i remember that when when um one of the things when we did your case study and then it was like do live videos and then you were oh, just like no. no i am not doing live videos you know and then i was like maybe it's time for the vow of invisibility <laughs> but then bumi and bumi you shocked all of us Like a few months ago you were just like in the group oh, I just did my first live and it was okay not a big deal and we were like what 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 did happen a lot of work went in there a lot of meditations went in there oh my gosh that is just i mean that was i must say like i was just wowed right yeah it was yeah. Wow. Congratulations on that because I know it's a big thing. Like and I think the thing is that oh it's social media uh, for me when because I also have the same thing believe it or not and now I love mm. video so much, right? But this is the power of the vow of invisibility meditation. I was like, yeah. eh, now it's not such a big deal, but it was that I didn't know who was on the other end. And, and i was worried about what were they thinking what will they say what if i'm not looking good, good today exactly. exactly right and i mean now when you look at me on videos showing up with sweat shaved hair right after yoga sweaty guys i just did yoga you know, like all that <laughs> random stuff you can't say that i went through that but yeah. like 
I think, yeah, it's so interesting how our mind and our trauma can keep us so stuck. You know, you'll make, you'll really believe this is not my thing. I'm not a video person. It's just not the way that I want to go. But look at you now. No, now, now I, yeah, yeah. No, it's been, (laughs) the work had to be done. (laughs) Yeah, it had to be done. (laughs) No, it had to be done. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So um, how have, how have things shifted for you in terms of business have how what's your income looking like and how's the debt pattern is the credit card debt still an issue or savings or whatever do you mind talking you don't have to give us figures but just give us a general overview of how your relationship with money has changed now so it's changed drastically um so I think from a business element um, in terms of getting new clients and just, and, and just doing the things that I really love doing, it's been amazing. Um, mm. Initially, as I've, I've also changed a, a bit around my model in terms of charging. Um, so yes. that also has worked. So I think just, I think what I like Vangile with with the money magicians is the 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 fact that you've got a, a tribe, the fact that you've yes. got people that you can, and those people I don't know, ninety percent of them from a bar of soap. Yeah. But what true. is amazing? What is amazing is the safe space of you mm. being able to put yourself out there and then get yeah. the feedback and get them yeah. to help you and they will give yeah. you suggestion and they will hold yeah. a space for you when you're really feeling like everything is falling apart you know yes. like like yes. you would have prayer warriors and whatever there's yes. that spirit of we're just holding each other and that for yes. me is, is the part that um i appreciate a lot so from yes. there, you remember, I did my case study and everybody gave input. Everybody gave oh, yeah. um, thoughts. And that for me has really um, made me shift. And, mm. and I'm exploring new things. There are things that I'm working on that are really quite fascinating for me. Oh, so from wow. that perspective, it's been, it's been, it's been great. And, yeah. and I think the death thing, I've actually just tried not to make a big deal out of it. So yes. I'm paying off what I'm paying off. But this time around, there's a sense of I'm not going back there. Don't ask me yes. why, but I'm very clear <laughs> yeah. that that chapter yeah. is done. It's done. No, you know? it's done and it's not going to happen again. And, yeah. and, and there's a sense of contentment with it and a sense of comfort yeah. and a sense of I've got this and I'm in control. Yeah. Which I think yeah. before wasn't that clear. I would, yeah, it was like yeah. sitting in like a three-legged chair, and the one chair <laughs> you keep like flipping from one side to the other. So yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So the shifts, so, the shifts yeah. have been there. Oh yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. I just wanted to quickly share about the case study. So one of the things that we do in the student group is if you feel like your business is stuck and you don't know what to do, 
you can message me and say, Vangile, I want to be a case study, right? And then we create a setting where I tell everyone on this day, come prepared at this time. We're doing a case study on, say, Mpume's business. And then you have to come, though. You can't just be a case study and not be vulnerable. You have to come and tell us the full drama. You know, you need to unpack it for us and unlayer it. And then from there, everybody basically, they don't give suggestions so much as ask questions. And then based on your answers, they will give suggestions, right? So then we ask questions to help you get clarity. And it's not just me. It's like literally all the students come and they formulate questions to try and understand the business. Because in the way that when you're explaining it to us, we're also like, huh? Why are you doing that? Tell us a bit what's behind that. What if you did this? Why, have you tried this? If you have, why hasn't it worked? Have you tried this? So it's just this insane unpacking of everything. And then after all this is coming up, things will come up for you because the Money Magic students are also about and they know what questions to now ask around trauma, right? So then we can then figure out, oh, the issue is vow of invisibility. And then people will say, okay, I hear not good enough. I think that you need to go to the not good enough meditation. I'm hearing vow of invisibility. I think maybe you need to do that. I'm hearing vows of loyalty to family here. Maybe that's where you're stuck. Or for some people, it's just like, I feel like you need to go do the practical worksheets, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. But it is so, so powerful because you're getting these incredible women, men and women that you guys have been seeing in the series, right? And you see how deeply they think and how incredible they are. So you're getting that kind of insight and questioning from them with all their different experiences and angles. And I think that's where the power of the case study and the group lies. So super powerful. So Bume, so most people feel like they can just get most of the work that I teach in my book, Heart, Mind and Money, or in the free articles in the blog or in the live videos that I do on Facebook Lives. What would you say to those people? They can try, <laughs> but, but I, think, I, think, I think it doesn't even touch the surface, to be honest with you. I remember mm -hmm. when, when I signed up and you gave me the log on, and I think I said yeah. to you, oh my God, there's so much stuff in here. Like I was so <laughs> sure. It was like, there is so much, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, then it's not a problem where you start. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think for me they can try, but I don't think they will. They will ever get. They will even scratch the surface because there's so much that you don't know about us, that you think you know about yourself, but you don't yeah. realize that you don't know. The fact that mm -hmm. I've remembered some of the things that I told myself when I was. Yeah. 18 when I was 19 when I was 20 that for me yeah. is amazing because yeah. now it, it it explains some of my beliefs it explains some of my behaviors it explains a whole yeah. lot of things for me 
So now I always take a step back and I go, oh my God, I can't believe this is based on that. And this yeah. is how it relates to this other thing, you know? Yeah. And if I was doing that on my own, what are the chances of me being able to even get there? And I mm. think the combination of the practical work um, the meditative stuff and combining that, that for me, yeah. I think that's what's powerful. Mm. And, and, and there's the practicality as well that comes with it. So you're not just doing yeah. the one part and not dealing with the other part. So, so I think yeah. for me, the fact that you're dealing with who you are, you're dealing yes. with your baggage and, and other things <laughs> that come with you, and then yeah. you and then you're also making it practical. Yeah. Because you're being practical about what are your income goals? Yes. How do you then put an action plan against those yes. income goals? You know? Yes. Being that practical then makes it come come alive because then you are able to put steps towards you achieving those goals. But yes. the fact that you've also done the inner work then supports mm. you to be able to do the practical work. Yeah. Wow. I love this. I love what you've just said so much. Um, so what do you wish you had known about money before you started on your money journey? Actually, not just about money, but about trauma and money before you started. I think the fact that it was a holistic there's a there's mm. like this cycle of mm. of your emotions your thoughts who you are and money like there's there's it's a it's a whole thing it's not like either or. and and the yeah. fact that i was not aware of some of those things that for mm. me is i the thing is I keep thinking to myself, like, how do you teach your kids that? Because some wow. of these things, they, they, they have to kind of figure the, it out themselves, you know? Yeah. Because as you're living, you're just living, you're going on yeah. with your life as normal. Yeah. But yeah. what you believe in that has been shaped in some shape, way of yeah. life, and what you think and what you experience, then all this then forms part of how you then relate to money or yeah. not relate to money or how you engage yeah. with it or not engage with it. So the combination of, yeah. it's like there could yeah. be a class that looks at your thoughts, your emotions. <laughs> and, <laughs> but the thing is, you know how we always talk about in the course that it's also interlinked. It's that, that's yes, the point. class would be on thoughts, but then the problem is that it won't deal with what's going on in the body and then what's going on in the bank account. So that is where yeah. the challenge lies. And I want to say yeah. this, most parents um, are not even, I think it's hard to teach what you yourself don't fully grasp, you know? Mm. So most parents are just thinking, I'm giving my child, my child the best education and they're going to a private school so it will all be good. So they yeah. think that that should be enough for their kids. So I think that that's where like it's beca it becomes difficult to um, 
teach your kids if you don't know. But I think that you can now teach your kids, right? Because you can yeah. easily just teach them small things like, oh, okay, let's, as we go to withdraw money, let's just take deep breaths. Uh, let's like focus on our breathing. Let's focus a little on this or just teach them letters to money and uh, teach them the simple aspect of being with their bank account and looking at their bank accounts and the breath work. I know that you are yeah. um, given your daughter that. So there yeah. are tools that are simple and that we can start to slowly incorporate even with our kids as we have conversations. Yeah. So yeah. things that I like is some students are using like are some of the journal prompts that are not too triggering, like the simple ones, you know, to have discussions with their kids and ask them conversations on that. And then they're like, oh, do you want a journal on that? So they're literally having these discussions with their kids slowly but surely. They are using their own um, intuition to figure out, oh, which thing would be good for a 10-year-old to have a conversation on? Yeah. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. So what, how do you do the inner work? Do you have like a schedule to do your inner work? Like, do you do it in the morning? Do you do it in the evening as and when you want? People always feel like they don't have the time to do this work. And I'm always like, actually, you need to make the time because when you make the time, it like so much of the rest of your life becomes so much easier. Yeah. So yeah. time stops becoming this insane factor. So what, oh, what is your strategy? Um, I don't necessarily have a, a big routine. My mornings are hectic because <laughs> kids to school and work and stuff. Yeah. So I usually do the evenings. The evenings oh, are better okay. for me. So okay. literally journaling before um, sleep or doing, I don't know how many times I've fallen off to sleep with, my earphones and your voice in my head as I'm meditating. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, not a bad thing. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like um people don't realize this, but doing the meditations as you're falling to sleep is also perfectly okay. Letting your subconscious do all that processing as you sleep it's not a train smash. It's okay. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mainly the evenings. Um, yeah. that's, that's the time that I will I put aside. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Mpume. It was so lovely getting to know you. You know, like Thank I you. get to know the students in the group. But here I get to ask you guys the questions that fascinate me and yeah. just hear your answers. How do people get hold of you? Because you are also a coach, an incredible change coach. I've seen yeah. some of your videos on Instagram, really awesome. I saw the video where you teach people about um, aligning how they, um, their career goals to their values, or more like aligning yeah. their career path to their values. Yeah. Really cool. How do people get hold of you and sign up with you as a coach? Um, so I'm active on Facebook and Instagram, um, and the handle is Conversations with Mbume. That's where you find me. Um, yeah. Twitter, I'm not doing well with Twitter, guys. So <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> 
the, the Twitter streets I'm not getting used to, um, but very active on on Facebook and 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 Insta and Instagram. And I awesome. also have the website um, changeconversations.co.za. Ah, okay. So I'll definitely yeah. share all that, guys. Definitely check it out, right? So this has been so much fun. I've enjoyed this. My key takeaway from this is definitely making space to allow money to flow in with ease. I think that is so important. So yeah. thank you so much, Mpume. And thank you so much, uh, Money Magicians. So uh, you can check out the Money Magic course. If this resonated with you, please check out the Money Magic course at wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. I would really, really love to have you in the course. We open for registration and now, so from August 2nd, 2020 until August 22nd, 2020, I'm opening for a longer period this time around because I just want to open once more before the end of the year. And I don't even know if I'll open again this year after August. I'm still like up in the air about it. So that's why I'm doing a long registration. So check it out. And I look forward to having you in the course. If you're watching this and somehow um, the course is closed, get on the waiting list or shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram if you have any other questions. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mpume. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Had fun. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.